The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. This episode is sponsored by UnityVillage.org. Songwriter Karen Drucker returns to Unity Village with A Woman's Time Out Retreat, September 19th to 22nd. Learn more at UnityVillage.org forward slash events calendar. You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Create a career and a life you love. Welcome to Bring Your Soul to Work with Mo Fall. No. Okay. And welcome to your soul to work. This is Coach Mo Fall. How are you today? We're talking about a really controversial pick. So if you're not ready for gung-ho diving to money and your soul, I suggest you go do something else. But if you really want to understand the nature of money and the nature of your soul and how they're connected, stay tuned. Because I'm going to talk about a topic that is somewhat taboo in a lot of religious and spiritual areas because a feeling and a sense that money root of all the evil, it likes that that's like a pervasive structure in a lot of big hearted people. All the thousands of women I've spoken to on my career clarity calls for years, I can't tell you the number of women who have said to me, yeah, but I don't need to make that much. And the women who are making far less than they need to be and far than they ought to be, and they have no idea how to leverage their experience, their education, their expertise into something better. And I'm going to tell you why we tend to get stuck in money issues and why we tend to convince ourselves that money and good-hearted lovingers don't go together. And then I am going to provoke you a little bit to things maybe a little bit differently. And one of the things I, I want to really put on the table to talk about today is that poverty consciousness, money lack, and money scarcity is equal to love, scarcity, consciousness, lack of feeling worthy, and all of the associated consciousness and spirit feelings related to scarcity and lack. Money is the outpicturing of how you feel about yourself. There's only one reason why people stay in jobs making less money than they ought to be. I can't tell you the number of women who are making 30,000 or less up to 4,000 with master's degrees and 20 plus years of experience and they have not moved their careers. Even if you're in a higher income level, 80,000, 120, 150, 200, and if you haven't moved on your compensation track, it's because you haven't grown. 
And what gets people stuck in not growing? Fear. So you have literally shut the spigot for a number of reasons. And I taught all of those reasons on many of these episodes. Each week, another reason why we may be stuck in fear or shutting ourselves down from love and grace and openness, beauty and prosperity. All of the roads toward our higher self are the same roads toward higher earning, higher money. They are the same road. And what happens is that you have either convinced yourself or someone else or someone else's belief system has convinced you that money is bad, evil, something to be avoided. And here's what happens. When you believe that, when you're committed to that belief structure, you're going to see evidence of it in the world. You're going to see with money doing evil things. You're going to see people committing crimes because they want money, and you're going to think that the want of money is what created that crime. So I don't want money. You're going to think that the jerks at work who make more money than you and have more power because that's what money is all about. You're going to convince yourself to attach your money consciousness beliefs onto the evidence you pick and choose. Because I could show you a lot of evidence contrary. I could show you the evidence that the reason why I commit crimes to get money or to do things to, to get more cybersecurity, etc., is because of their lack. And since they're vibrating at a negative space, their lack is causing them to take advantage of people because they're in lack consciousness. It could also help you see that just because people are jerks or egotistical or manipulators doesn't mean that that's what money did to them. Could it possibly be that they were like that before they got power and money? Could it possibly be that power and money actually magnified who they are? I will tell you that is something that rings so true. There are plenty of people with lots of money who the magnification of who they are is philanthropy, world causes, helping others, lifting others, employing thousands of people. The billionaires on this planet employ hundreds of thousands, literally millions of people on this planet. If it weren't for them, there wouldn't be all of those jobs opportunities. And as a matter of fact, most billionaires created wealth for themselves have an army of people around them who have helped them get there, and those folks are millionaires. And they're then able to do wonderful things as well. And then all of the jobs that have been created because people who have decided to pursue big visions, big ideas, and of course then big money follows. But if you look at the big money, or if you just look at your small size of people you might know with money, and you might attach negative characteristics, if you just look at that, you're going to totally convince yourself that is bad. It's so easy to convince yourself of that. I find it easier to convince myself that money is good because I see so many data points around that. 
The other thing I see in the women I talk to and some of my clients, they're usually the people that make more money than their friends. So they're hiding. They're a little embarrassed. There's some shame around why they have more than their friends. Most women I work with are the higher earners of their friends. So when they're talking about their career and their opportunities, they sort of feel like they have enough. You're stuck and playing small and not really feeling great. Yeah, but hey. even if their income has been flat for years. I've worked with clients whose income is flat for 10, 15, 20 years. And what do I mean flat? Uh, the 2 to 3% increase that you might get for cost of living adjustment or just because the company decided that everyone get that minuscule amount of increase, that's flat. If you look at it on a graph, so if you plot $100 times 2% for 20 years, that line would be flat. Now, granted, over 20 years, you can do the math that like 140, but when you factor in cost of living on top of that, it's flat. In many cases, it might actually be backwards. I'm not an economic professor, but I do know something about numbers and math and investment and time value equation relative to money. And if you're working for 20 years, you've basically been getting the 2 to 3% increases. Your income is, and it is not returning you the value that it could be. Now, if you're working somewhere for 20 years, even if it's different, but you're in the same field, let's say you're an engineer making $120,000, right? If your income has basically been flat for years, that means you haven't grown. Means you personally, as a person and as a professional, have grown. And I can guarantee you that if that's you hanging out at 120, having an engineering job that school for, and perhaps you even have a master's degree on top of that, you're going to work and you're doing your job, but you're bored, you feel like you're playing, you're stuck, and after 10 years, you've probably been somewhat marginalized in your company. You must grow. Your soul is begging you to grow. If your income has not moved, you have not grown. There's no spiritual path of higher version of you that does not include higher income. Now, if you say, well, the Dalai Lama, this or that, are the holiest people, prosperity comes with true spiritual Take that to your soul wants to grow. And therefore, when you grow, you're going to be advanced in the work that you do. And when you advance in the work that you do, you'll have greater contribution. And when you have greater contribution, you have compensation. It's the way it goes. Now, you could have been asked to do more work in your current company and gotten greater pay. That's because of your self-worth. That's a reason of what you're putting out there. And if you didn't ask for more, you did and you didn't get it, it's still a reflection of how you're living your own state of consciousness. So your money mindset, your money consciousness follows you everywhere. It even follows you to the grocery store. 
when you're living in scale mindset, you're going to go into the grocery store and you're going to have some fear hanging on your You're going to have some worry hanging on your because you're going to make decisions in the grocery store based on fear, worry, and lack. If you really want those Granny Smith apples, but they're three nine a pound compared to the Fuji apples that are, are a pound that are on special, you're going to choose the apples that are on special, even though you want the Granny Smiths. That's the choices that a being makes when they're in scarcity consciousness. I really want this. Oh, but it's too much money. I want to get a few other things at the grocery store. And if I spend on these apples, can I have enough? Not going to have enough. Don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying overspend to go to the grocery store to prove to yourself and have a money consciousness. But you have to pay attention to your inner dialogue. You have to pay attention to the inner dialogue that you're bringing to the table. You're making money choices. And the grocery store is a great example. So just think about the last time you went to the grocery store. What were you thinking about when you walked in? Oh my God, this again? What were you thinking about as you pushed your cart through the aisles and you saw beautiful produce, lovely stuff, and things stacked high? The meats and the cheeses and the vegetables that you wanted to have. Were you thinking, I can't afford that. I really want it, but I can't afford it. Were you thinking, I can't get this, that's too expensive. Just check in your inner dialogue. Because one thing I know to be true is take ourselves wherever we go. I know, it's very Buddhist of me to say that. It's so true. We take our consciousness wherever we go. And if you've got poverty consciousness, it's going to follow you wherever you go. It's going to follow you in the grocery store. It's going to follow you when you go to Target or Walmart. It's going to follow you when you're driving. It's going to follow you at the gas station. It is in you and of you. And it is not highest version of you. Therefore, I don't know about you, but walking around feeling less than, walking into a job each and every day, not feeling your worth is being acclaimed, not feeling that you're getting paid what you deserve to be paid, and feeling that you haven't grown. Feeling that you've grown is one of the worst feelings that your soul can have. And when you haven't grown over time, and you see it in your paycheck, you know for sure that your soul is losing out. And when your soul is losing out, so is your family, friends, so is your health. Everything affected by not growing. And so our picturing measure of that is money. So we're going to talk in the second half of this show today a little bit about how to manage and how to strategize moving out of this scarcity consciousness. But I really want to lay the groundwork this first half around 
what most human beings are hanging out in as far as their consciousness around them. And so many of us human beings on this earth have utilized uh, credit cards and other type of quote-unquote debt, and we feel shame and guilt. Around. You know, the clients I work with, I help them reframe that. Because how awesome is it that a bank believes so much in you that they're willing to extend money that you don't have today? They must really believe in you. They must really think that you're that and you can pay that back. When you buy furniture, local furniture store to furnish your living room that hasn't been updated for 15 years and they give you a three-year interest-free loan, no payments for a year, think about what they're doing there. They're believing in you. They're giving you some time. They're saying, all right, you want new furniture today? That's cool. We're going to loan you the money because we believe in you. Now, as you're signing that credit application and that contract furniture, you're probably not feeling those feelings because you're coming from city. You're coming from, I can't afford this, but I read it and I really want it. I want my living room to be spruced up. And you're thinking fear and guilt and shame as you're signing the contract. And so you're the one adding thatiousness to that transaction. It's not helpful. As a matter of fact, it's very destructive. Very destructive for you to have self-talk around a transition, around beautiful furniture that you want to have in your living room. And the company that you're buying it from is willing to extend terms, they're saying, I believe that you'll pay us back. I believe that that's the case. If that was the same thing with a friend's, let's say you have a friend with millions of dollars. And let's say you say to that friend one day, Gosh, I really want great living room furniture. I saw this ad in the local store and that furniture looks so great in my living room. Let's say your friend says, you know, I believe in you. I'm going to give you $1,000 to go buy that living room furniture just, just back in a couple of years. And you know what? If you pay me back a couple of years, just pay me the 10000 If it's a little bit longer, would you mind throwing this in there? Because I would have otherwise been able to make a little bit of interest on that money. And just, just so that we're fair and square, just throw me a little interest if it's greater than two. What do you say? I need to be saying to your friend, oh, thank you much. But there might be part of you that be like, I'm not going to owe anyone any money. Okay, so then don't get what you want. Why don't you want to owe anyone any money? Because you don't believe in yourself to pay it. Is it because you don't want to have obligations hang your head that you're fearful you're not going to be able to meet? You're going to hang out in this consciousness of worthiness and confidence. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you very much, friend. I can use that furniture. It's going to lift things up. It's going to make me feel great. And you know what? That little boost is going to help me decide that I really need to look at new jobs level because I've been kind of stalled out for the past 10 years. And I'm going to use this opportunity to up. And I think make $30,000 more if I really put myself out there in the right way. If I stay stuck a job I haven't in 10 years, I'm not going to have that money to pay you back for the furniture. So sometimes we have this external stuff in our life that helps provoke, that not just inspire. Most 
growth we get, however, has from having negative experiences, losing a job. I had a woman last week walked out on $70,000 a year job. She had been making one twenty. So why walk out? She had a couple of years where she, her boss were not in the same. She was feeling underappreciated, pushed down, pushed into all her situation. Literally moved her desk, and she took offense to that. And what? Because she had ego involved. She herself, and she committed to show you. So what I'm going to show you is I hang out and be miserable and stay here. But she couldn't hang out and stay there and be miserable. She ended up quitting, walking out on the job with no plan, with no alternative job. Sure, she feels like a failure. Her ego is not letting her, and she's not sure happen next. You know, most people can't walk out and afford next week or two, or the next. People have a little bit of saving to handle that. It's still never a great idea to pull the plug on of money coming into the house. Pulling the plug in that spigot off, not a great idea. Is a matter of energy of that. It's so detrimental energy of your soul and your spirit life that it's only letting the plug out on God. I don't need your up. I don't need that. Walk away. So determined, truly uh, rebellious, perhaps it's going to juice them up to kick you, not kicked in for a while. That's sort of energy and a whole lot of lift that's not necessary. In the same scenario, calming down into your center, spiritual self, and your vibration, and ahead, and creating great strategies for moving into that next highest level job, and having the the bridge between 5K under earning to the 120 marketplace things. Having a bridge built and having strategies to get there is really the better to, to take that path. Blowing up the 75K to try to recreate it is hard, 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 hard work. But the people who tend to take that road aren't appreciating who they are and what they're ought, and they've gotten absolutely backwards in their relationship with self and their relationship with other women, for whatever reason, um, makes sense. Investment in herself. Yeah, because she just flushed her ongoing down the toilet. She was just hoping to walk out faster than they could fire her. So she did investment and the guilt of that really big possibility. But here's the, our ego and our nervous tend to hijack our higher and our higher self goes along for the ride because our self when it's not in charge does not step in to save 
when your ego here are in charge, when scarcity consciousness is in charge, that's who's driving the car. That's who's driving the car of your life career. So if you don't have the money that you want, if you're in scarcity consciousness, if you are in, I don't enough. If you are in, you don't pay me enough and therefore negative on you. If you're blaming other people, you got a lot of consciousness to, to heal. You got a lot of consciousness to lift up. It's poisonous. It is as rampant a disease as any out there. And as a matter of fact, poverty, poverty consciousness has ruined more lives than probably any other problem. Because when you're not in the bills, when you're not feeling worthy, when you're not getting rent and mortgage paid, when you're on the verge of things, you're also going to be substances to calm you down, to sleep, and to numb you. And eventually the nervous system and the brain will go so heavy that you may have no choice then to be put on medication for any depression, sleeplessness, etc. Poverty consciousness is a real disease. It is curable. But I'm going to tell you this. If you look at your heart and realize how you think about money, if how you think about money and the thought of the word money makes you bristle, brings anxiety, brings worry, etc. If that feeling is there, it will be stimulated by this conversation. So take a look inside your heart. Take a look inside your And then take a look at the external world. The external world is showing where you're at. The external world of your life, the money that you're making, the priority or the lack that you have is an exact mirror of your consciousness, which is your soul. And it's worthy checking out what's going on inside of there and fixing it. Because if you don't, your life will be suffering. And eventually you'll get so sick and tired that make bad decisions for yourself that will affect yourself and you will quit jobs, alcohol, you will be, you will stop going, you will get in diseases. I'll see you in the second half and we'll talk about fix this. glad you found us unity online radio the voice of an awakening world love your work and your life this is bring your soul to work with mo fall and so as we are exposing and this whole idea of money and consciousness scarcity, poverty mindset. I hope that I have instilled a little bit of eagerness 
for you to solve this, for you to treat this, for you to heal and move yourself forward into a higher level of you. Because ultimately, that's going on when you don't have money, when you're not making enough money. You're not in the highest version of you. And so we use money as a, as a proxy for our self-worth, for our values, for our money, mindset, and consciousness. Here's a few beliefs you might want to consider adopting or at least reflecting on that perhaps move the mental construct of how you think about money. So the mental construct is always the first thing we have to move toward. There's a new belief or a new identity or a higher level of ourselves. We have to craft the mental construct, like moving into a new house. We have to craft that new house because we're moving out of the house of poverty. We have to move into a house of greater prosperity. So you must craft mental constructs. And they're simple. They're easy. So if you're able to write these down, please do, because they're going to be something useful for you to look back on. Because your mental construct, if you move into this new house, you're going to still have some baggage and some trinkets left in that old house. So you're going to have to keep revisiting this new house mental construct. So how about a few things like this? I love money and it loves me. Ooh, no, that doesn't feel good. I didn't learn that at church. That's that, that doesn't feel great. Ah, just try it out. How about wherever money flows, my energy goes. How about money is the root of all philanthropy. It's true. How about prosperity and my soul vibrate together? How about I see good in all avenues where money is? I see prosperity all around me in God's world and in man's world. And you could continue to keep going on and on with those mental constructs. Then let's get it to be a more on the personal side of things. Uh, by the way, um, I haven't really like made my commercial announcements as we've been going through the, the call, uh, the radio show today. So if you really think you need to dive in deeper and get something taken care of with your, with your career, your compensation isn't really quite working for you. Why not take a look at my free masterclass? It's a webinar. It's a 45 minute webinar where I go through five shifts that, that I made and my clients make in order to move out of dead end, lousy jobs into prosperity jobs, uh, really feeling like you're making the money that you deserve to make. And you can attend that at mofall.com slash masterclass. I run that um, a few times a day and uh, you can sign up for the time of day that works for you. mofall.com slash masterclass to get a free training on how to make five shifts to move your mindset uh, toward what will feel good for you in your career and life. It's worth the, worth the go. A lot of people who have seen that masterclass tell me that I've hit the nail on the head with how they were thinking and feeling and really great solutions to move forward. So that's mopal.com slash masterclass. 
So if you wrote down the items that I reviewed with you about creating a new mental construct for money and prosperity, please embrace those and add your own. You must first shift the mindset and the thinking patterns about money for you to make your first shift. The next shift is to install beliefs that feel different. So I find it's really helpful if you do a bit of an inventory here. And if you do an inventory on the ways that you feel about money and you're super honest with yourself, why don't you go ahead and write down 10 beliefs you have about money right now? You don't have to share them with anyone. You don't have to share them with me or be a part of any conversation about it. Just write them down so you can have your own personal reflection time and give yourself the benefit of knowing what's really going on. Chances are you have some money feelings, sort of like, I never have enough. I feel guilty for not having enough money for my family. I hate going to the grocery store and having to make sure I don't overspend. I don't like driving this old car that I've decided to settle in on and allow that to be a trap for myself. Really get into the feelings of what you feel about money and prosperity. And it's the trappings, the physical trappings around you and how you feel about them and the things that you're emanating from your energy body are going to give you the clues about how you feel about money. Most of us do not have a positive relationship with money because it has changed us. Most of us have experiences around money uh, pertaining to fights that we saw our parents have. Conflict with friends. Feeling bad about not getting something that you want or having it be too expensive and feel like it's out of reach. You feel bad about that. It hurts you. Feel those feelings and get real with them for a, for a few minutes within yourself. It's really, really helpful to get truthful. Don't worry, you can handle the feelings. I'm pretty sure of it. And, and allow yourself to have that level of awareness for yourself. Because truthfully, if you just think positive things and you have a new mental construct and it's built on top of bad feelings, it's not going to work. This is why most people have idea of attraction doesn't work for them. They're actually trying to plant seeds on top of toxic soil. It won't work. You have to get the soil healthy and fertilized. That soil has to be fertile ground for new seeds to plant and thrive. So you got to check out your soil. And that is the feeling state and the belief commitments that you really have deep down inside. And you could take a look at this with any topic in your life, but today we're talking about money. And money is one of those things I talk about with my clients all the time. As a matter of fact, it's, it's one of the modules in my workshop specifically because it sometimes is the thing that is hanging up our career growth. Sometimes our sense of self-worth is so low that we don't feel that we even deserve to be asking for more. And possibly you've already tried doing that with consciousness, so you haven't gotten it. You haven't thought you were going to get it, but you just ask anyway. So you threw a trial balloon up there feeling pretty defeated before you even asked the question. 
that's toxic soil. So planting that seed in zero expectations, planting that seed in low self-worth, planting that seed in desperation consciousness is not going to yield you fruit. You will know who they are by the fruit of their trees. So take a look at the fruit. What's that money situation looking like for you? And get serious about reflecting on your belief structures around money. So step one, creating a new mental construct. You have some ideas for that. Step two, do an inventory of the beliefs that you hold in the feeling state. The feelings are what we have magnetized commitments to. If you want to know where you're at with something, you go into the feeling commitments. Well, that person will never. Money will never. I'll never have enough. It'll never be good enough. No one in my family ever made money. I don't know anyone who has a great job and makes money and likes it anyway. You have commitments deep inside. Find out what they are. Next step. Create new beliefs. <laughs> so you've got the mental construct. You've got the inventory of the beliefs that are holding you back. Now craft beliefs that you want to feel. Even if you don't feel them yet, what would you want to feel about money? Would you want to feel that money is your best friend? Would you want to feel excited going to the grocery store because you know you have plenty of money and you're going to buy the stuff that's going to feel good to eat and taste and feed yourself and your family? Would you want to feel that way? Would you want to feel excited that you've gotten this new job and you feel really great and worthy about the new money that you're making and you can't wait to walk into the showroom to buy your new car? Would you like to have those feelings? Who do you have to be? What do you have to feel in order to have that experience be real for you? I know I might be stretching you outside your comfort zone here. I might be giving you things that your mind is challenging, your ego and your fear is questioning. It's not possible to feel that way. It's not possible to have that. You can go ahead and keep staying committed to all of that if you want. Go right ahead. So it's up to you. Or you could decide to shift your thought, feeling, energy, and perhaps lay some seeds that are going to bear fruit for you. You get to decide in this life. As a matter of fact, every single day that you're staying where you're at, you've made decisions about that. You've made decisions to stay where you are. Like the woman I talked about earlier in this, in this show, she made a decision to walk out on her job. She made that decision. That was her. And she might make stories about how the boss this and those people that and all of that. Fine. But she made that choice. If we're in a company so long that we become stale, outdated, irrelevant, and we end up getting on the laid off list, we made the choice to hang out and stay there. Yeah, but Mo, I like the people. Okay. But you probably knew what was coming down and what was going on. And you chose to ignore it and be in denial because you were afraid. So you make choices every single minute, every single millisecond, what you're going to do about your life. And if the money issue is the big thing that's holding you back, that's causing you to feel a certain way, do something about it. The first thing you have to do is shift your beliefs and your thought process around money and worthiness. Because again, 
deep inside, there's something that's just not feeling prosperous. So check that out. So once you start crafting new beliefs and how you want to feel about money and how you want money to be in your life, uh, that's called imagination. That's called creative energy. Those energy vibrational wavelengths are higher up on the scale than the anger, revenge, guilt, fear, and shame. So what I want you to pay attention to as you're expanding your consciousness toward a favorable relationship with money and prosperity and abundance is to move yourself toward higher vibing feelings. And those are all related to optimistic hopefulness, enthusiasm, empowerment, appreciation. This is how I'm going to close the show today on appreciation. Any of those feeling states that feel good, those are high vibing states. When you're hanging out there relative to money, you're going to have higher attractor pattern toward abundance. If you stay in the low vibing, despair, power, powerlessness, grief, guilt, unworthiness, if you stay there, you're going to get more of that because you're hanging out in that house. If that's your vibrational home, that's predictable who's going to knock on the door. You're moving into a new belief home, a new vibrational home around money and prosperity. So raise the vibration up to enthusiasm, eagerness, passion, excitement, appreciation. So this is the key area where you're going to be allowing yourself to think positively about money. So let's dive into appreciation then. Your money is right now maybe not what you want it to be, but I want you to go appreciate it. I want you to appreciate everything about the money that you currently do have. I want you to appreciate the banks who have lent you money on credit cards or your mortgage or your car loan. Appreciate them. They've extended you trust. That's, ah, I appreciate that, Discover. I appreciate that, Chase. I appreciate that mortgage company. I appreciate that bank card, whatever. I appreciate that, Macy's. Thank you so much. And you know what? Because I'm appreciating you and the trust that you've put in me, I'm going to go out and get a higher paying job. Because that feels more in alignment with that. I'm going to go increase my self-worth. And then I'm going to see a beautiful job that I'm perfectly fit for. Thank you so much. Appreciate as much as you can in your current life. And then allow yourself to appreciate you and where you are and use that fuel to take yourself to the next level. Now, this is a radio show. It's about one hour. I've given you about, I don't know, a couple of years worth of work to do here. 
you can do it all very quickly if you choose. But most of us are a little stubborn in our thoughts and our feeling energy and our commitments to how we feel about things. So sometimes these shifts and these belief structures take a little bit of time. I have a 12-week online group workshop for my kick-ass career workshop. And the women who are in that workshop begin to shift right away. But there are muddy paths. There are dragons along the way. There are gremlins. There are belief systems. There's family and friends who have commitments to us for not feeling happy. And all of that starts to push us back toward what we know to be true our prior commitments back into the house we came from. And so oftentimes it's necessary to have professionals to coach you through the storms, the pushbacks, the seemingly impossible movement forward sometimes. And then there's a sunny day and it's like, oh, so great, so great, so wonderful. Those are the things that you need to get to in order to keep the faith, if you will, about your path. You need to have the path be long enough through some of the negative trudging that is going to bring you the evidence of things wanted. It's absolutely necessary. Speaking of appreciation, I want to spend a few minutes here on appreciation because I had the opportunity to um, go to Chicago to meet up with several clients over a nice dinner on Friday night. And then uh, several of us went to go see Abraham Hicks. If you're not familiar with the um, uh, spiritual presenter, Abraham Hicks, you might want to Google it or look him up. Uh, we all enjoyed the presentation and then afterwards went to a nice a nice lunch and um, one of my clients a woman of Indian descent and uh, she graduated from my workshop several months ago and her husband had just picked her up from the airport in Chicago right before getting to the presentation and so he was there with us and um, we all went to lunch together at a beautiful Indian restaurant um, in the outskirts of Chicago and it was so lovely and I appreciate so much and a shout out to, to my friends in Chicago, my clients in Chicago. Um, this husband of my client uh, gave me such a nice gift and he shared it on Facebook and I just wanna read it to you because appreciation is something that you cannot do too much of. So I'm gonna appreciate my beautiful client and my beautiful client's husband um, he said to me, met this amazing lady, that's me, who is helping women through her coaching. She knows how to identify the hidden talents and bring the best out of anyone she coaches, like touching diamonds from the dirt. Her coaching methods are a perfect blend of science, psychology, and spiritual practice. Glad to meet her in person. And I was so happy to meet you as well. Um, beautiful, beautiful opportunity to lift souls and to be a part of women claiming their powerfulness, their greatness, their higher versions of themselves. I sat around a table of women who had gone from despair, anxiousness, scarcity, to another level of feeling about themselves, raising their children differently, 
interacting with their grandchildren differently, having better jobs, making more money, having cleared the junk out of their houses. Literally so many of the women who work in my workshop, um, they start to clear out the, the stuff that they've hung onto in their houses, you know, the, the clutter and the junk. They clear out their souls. They clear out old beliefs that are no longer serving them. They clear out the physical cabinets and closets. And once that beast, and once that is put away, their lives now are literally resurrected. So I sat around a table of women who have claimed better jobs, more self-respect at work, vibrancy, thriving. One woman there just redid all of her bathrooms in her, uh, in her condo. Uh, another woman has four grandchildren and a brand new job and a boss she loves. Um, just kind of going around the table in my mind's eye now. Um, another woman um, has decided to claim a, a super high level of professional uh, ambition. So she's really going after the highest level of job because now she totally feels worthy. And all of these women are claiming a higher version of themselves. Now I do work with them for 12 weeks and that 12 weeks is enough to lay new belief structures, new belief systems and habits that basically fertilize the soil that those belief systems are planted in. Again, you cannot plant good seeds, good intentions, good belief systems into toxic soil. So you have to clear out your consciousness. You have to understand where your belief systems are. You have to clear it out. And as a metaphor, like I said, so many of my clients clear out their actual living quarters as we do the inventory of our soul and the insults and the negatives and the shame and the guilt that's sitting in there. It's very often helpful to do the same in the physical world. And it feels really good to release that. And then your soul can shine and be the beautiful pronouncement of light and beauty that it was meant to be when you were born. Come back to life for yourself. Come back to your prosperity for yourself. Claim your good highest self and claim a higher level of economic prosperity. Claim a worthiness for your own soul's sake, for your own spiritual journey on this planet. Make a commitment today not to stay stuck in a job that's not serving you. Make a commitment today to have better belief systems that are going to honor how awesome you are. Do not continue to be committed to other people's bad opinion or smaller opinion of you. Claim more. If you'd like to get to work on this, you can access my work. Um, I like to make sure that people who come into my workshop are ready for it um, and that I can truly help them. So what we do is have a process where you book a free career clarity call and on that call, we're basically like going to diagnose what's going on with your career and what's happening and what you need to move forward. And if what you need to move forward is a lot of this consciousness increasing and beliefs that are holding you back, perhaps you have job trauma or some other things that have really held you back. If it's the right fit, we will be able to help fix you in my workshop. If it's not the right fit, we'll send you along another way. Why do I do these calls for free? Number one, I want to serve as many people as I possibly can. And not everyone is ready to commit to their highest self. But 
those who are, we make sure that we have the right fit and the right mix of what we do with what you need. Only way to do that is in a personal consultative call. I have beautiful career breakthrough strategists and myself who take these calls, and we love on our ladies who book these calls. So you can do that at mofall.com slash give me clarity. Just type in your web browser, mofall.com slash give me clarity, and you'll pop up on a page that's going to have you book a clarity call with me and my team, and then we get to business on that, on that conversation. If you make an appointment, please keep it. Uh, we like to rock and roll with folks who have good commitment and professionalism. So um, we love having uh, really great conversations. It can be the turning point of your life to have this level of conversation. It can be the biggest insight that you've ever had about who you are and what's really going on. And we love serving the ladies who book those calls in that way. This has been Money and Your Soul. This has been a deep dive into how important money is as a reflection of where your soul's consciousness is. Join me each and every week for another topic on career and soul because I want you to bring your soul to work to land that dream job and have that dream life. This is Coach Mo Fall. I will see you next time on Bring Your Soul to Work on Uni Radio. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Hi, I'm Liz Winter, and I have been a medium and a spiritual development teacher for over 30 years. On my podcast, All Aboard the Medium Ship, I want to share the message with you that there is a wealth of love and comfort available to you from the spirit world. On my podcast, you can experience this comfort and peace for yourself through gentle guided meditations and helpful messages. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you never miss an episode. Part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network.